episode 206 of the Witty and Gritty podcast. We're your hosts, Brooke and Farron. Hooray! We are in the book of Colossians. Paul wrote this from prison to people he has not met, but he has, but Epaphras, Epaphras vouched for them. So he is praying on their behalf and intercession and giving them some sage advice. I think that people can relate to being encouraged by hearing the work other people are doing. For sure. What was the church that was, had the ongoing worship service? Mm. Asbury. That sounds right. Oh, sorry, people out there that are like, that's not it. Okay. I, thank you for your correction. Anywho, you know what I'm talking I about. So. In Jesus' name. Yes. Uh, so yeah, we can definitely be encouraged by the work other people are doing. I mean, Mother Teresa right? Yeah. Who is not encouraged by the things that lady accomplished in her lifetime? We can all relate to having heroes and good examples that we personally do not know. And you know what? Those people need prayer too. Yep. Uh, we interviewed Autumn Miles not too long ago and she's talked on her podcast how people in ministry leaders, it's not often that they have people praying for them, at least like to their face, which that could be bold of you if you wanted. I mean, they'd be welcome, Mm -hmm. but that might be outside your comfort zone. But don't forget, just because they carry it well doesn't mean it's not heavy. So pray for those people that look like they're killing it and doing a great job. They need prayer and support, too. Leaders are people, too. Yeah. They're human. Mm -hmm. Human beans. beans. Of course you're going to say that. All right. So we're just going to segue right out of that. (laughs) We are in Chapter 3 of Colossians, which... That is your cue to know that chapters 1, 2, and 3 is your homework if you haven't caught up yet. But here's the good news. Silver lining. Silver lining. It's your homework for the next two weeks. Hooray! So if you don't get it done this week, you have a second chance next week. Or... Read it twice. Read it twice. twice or... Twice is nice. If you do it this week, it'll be done next week. Hey, look at that. But read it twice is probably the more right answer. <laughs> <laughs> twice is nice. But you know what? It would be worth reading twice. The reason it's going to be two times in a row is because there are so many great scriptures and verses in chapter 3 that we will talk about a different part of chapter 3 next week. Yep. So get your hearts ready. We're pretty excited. Yes. Remember, we are only picking our Fae 5. So. But there's like 500. It's hard to be like Fae (laughs) 5,000. We'd be here forever, which is fine. Anyway, we're reading from chapter 3. We're going over verses 8, 10, and 12. But Brooke, that's weird. What about 9 and 11? Evens only. (laughs) Playing a game called Evens only. (laughs) Verse 9 just reiterates verse 8. So you know how sometimes whenever you are teaching your kid a skill and you just say it in a different way and then the light bulb comes on? It's one of those moments. Same thing with verse 11. We are all, once you're a believer, you're all, we are all part of one big family of God, no matter where you're from, what your skin color is, what your past is. We are all under the umbrella of God's children. Also, do you remember the Jane Schaefer format? Did you remember writing that? Oh my goodness. I must have repressed it. Oh man. Well, I mean, they still Did use it Did we do that now. in college? No. That okay. was Oof. like in middle school, high school. Mm. Everybody uses it now, but it's where you have like the topic and three supporting details. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I guess we just didn't use three... the fancy person's name. Well, you know, I think everybody just took it over, and so now it's everybody's topic, idea. Topic, sentence, example, example. Reiterate, yeah. topic. Yeah. So see, that's what that is. a formula. They've been writing that way, Jane Schaefer, since biblical times, but uh, way to put your name on it. Oh, I man. would like to trademark <laughs> water. H2O. Anywho, so yes, verses 9 and 11 are just supporting details. We're not saying not necessary, 
I'm going to speak for myself. It's less to read if we give you the highlights. Farron doesn't want to say the word uncircumcised. Uncircumcision. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, you could read verse 11 on your own. I'm going to read verses 8, 10, and 12 from chapter 3 in the NLT, and then Farron's going to follow up with the ESV. Ready, Freddie? So ready. Okay. But now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. All right, here comes the ESV. But now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Put on, then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Now, there's been a couple of verses where we've mentioned the let's think about these things, or let's do these things, or be these things. So this is another one of those verses, and we'll kind of hint about what it all means here in a bit. But first, verse 8. What do we got to get rid of, Farron? A whole lot of things. A whole lot of things that I currently do. (laughs) Like, sometimes... In the moment, why does it feel good to just let the anger fly? Mm. Or or the curse words? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I like how it's specific. Some people can combat this verse with like, well, this word wasn't even invented until blah, 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 blah. Because it was an acronym for blah, 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 blah. That Okay, take the spirit of the law, the spirit of this sentence, and remove the, obs- the obscene language or the dirty language. If I'm talking, is what coming out of is what is coming out of my mouth? Is it glorifying God or not? Because it's one or the other. There's not an in between. So whatever am I saying? Which which way is that moving? Mm-hmm. A conversation we're having a lot in our household with all of our children. But then you know sometimes, as you like to point out, Brooke, it often serves as a mirror to ourselves. <laughs> Got to walk what I'm preaching. Uh-huh. <laughs> but the word choice and tone. Tone. When I am correcting them in how they speak Mm -hmm. or respond in anger, wrath, obscene talk. Yeah. It's not that that situation isn't frustrating or that that person isn't annoying. I recognize those feelings and that may be the case, but how can you still get your point across or bring that to their attention to stop, but in a kinder, gentler way? Yeah. And one thing I always say is like, do you want to be spoken to like that? So I just had this moment when we were going over these, like if someone's like, well, why should I, Mm -hmm. you know, listening to what you were saying, (laughs) that was one thing that kind of came to mind. And it was, what if God addressed you this way? Oh, ow. That hurts my soul with anger, rage, malicious behavior. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, I'm laughing because it's funny to imagine the big God voice from the movies (laughs) using obscene language. Sorry, God, forgive me for the humor in my mind. All right. Anyways, yes, I would not want God to respond to me that way. And thank goodness he's a forgiving, gracious God. That's that good part of that tailpiece right there, Farron. Yeah, we'll we'll discuss more at the tailpiece. That wasn't me saying stop. I was just saying, good job. No, I'm going to save it. So now they have to listen through the end of the episode. (laughs) My personal struggle is anger and rage and wrath. I, I, I've said it before on the podcast. You know how the Hulk is like, 
they were like, how, how, do you, how can you turn so into the Hulk so easily? And he's like, I'm always mad. I'm like, ah, but I don't want to be that person. But sometimes I have a short fuse when it comes to certain things. I can be really patient with some stuff, but sometimes there's a whole other movie that plays in my head about how I really want to respond, and that is not good. So I have to really work hard at capturing that thought at the very beginning instead of play the whole movie. Like, ooh, I'm going to play this whole movie in my head and then be like, ooh, sorry, God. I need to stop it right then. Ugh, you know what I heard the other day? It's pretty gut-wrenching. Oh, tell me. But don't tell me. It's an interesting strategy. Okay. I think it would take time to develop this flex. Okay. Imagine in those moments that you're an 80-year-old Brooke and mm-hmm. you had a time machine and you're coming back to that moment and you only have those few minutes before you get zapped back to 80-year-old Brooke with them at that age in that moment. And mm-hmm. here's the flip side. In some of those outbursts, they're going to remember oh, yeah. that time. Oh, that yeah. So, and me and my kids got a whole, you know, probably drawer full of times that I have also lost my temper as well. But if you could imagine, like, being with them at this age in this moment in a time machine, like, you just want these times back, you know, how would you approach it yeah. differently if you had those three minutes to do over? But Man, that would take a lot of being able to like pause in the moment, shift your perspective, <laughs> yep, and you know take a deep breath. And sometimes there are not those moments. You know, it's uh, for example, the story I think I've told before is the only time that I've ever really uh, swatted one of my kids is they were trying to pull away from me in a parking lot with a car coming. Yeah, that's and, safety. Yes, and they thought it was funny and hilarious, and they were about to get away from me. And so I swatted, and that totally redirected their, that made them stop because, it, you know, it kind of stunned them how, uh, how to do that. And so, yeah, that, there's not always those times to stop and say, okay, let me think about this as they're slipping through my yeah. fingers. We're not saying if they're about to walk into oncoming traffic to <laughs> say, let them go. Moment. I need to pray about how to <laughs> respond. There are times where <laughs> God gives you that instinct to be like, no, save your baby, please. Yeah. Okay. Respond with <laughs> wrath if they're running away from you in the parking lot. So verse 8 is get rid of that bad stuff. And then verse 10 is put on your new nature. There's many verses in the Bible about how we're constantly being renewed and refreshed and made new in the Lord. So this one says put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. So how is this verse a little bit different to learn to know your creator and become like him? Yeah, I think, too, it's good or to make this connection that he also wrote about the armor of God. So. Mm -hmm. He likes that analogy of putting on armor mm-hmm. and what you should clothe yourself with. So that's pretty neat, making that connection. One way you can get to know your creator better is to read the Bible. Read, dive in, dig deep, come back to this podcast. We'll, we'll do that too here. So one of the ways you can get to know God better is read. And then as you're seeing him, think about his characteristics how and then maybe we can take those on too if he's showing an extending grace to his children we could do that to ours yeah and on the topic of reading too I think some people either consciously or subconsciously think I'm going to read through the bible and then that'll be done but I like to look at the verb tense here where it says it's being renewed it's an ongoing process it's continued and I love hearing uh, preachers preach on different stories from the Bible because almost every time you learn something different possibly, right. something new you hadn't seen before. And as we share with you guys, when we 
share the scriptures here, reading in different translations can also be eye-opening. So when we think of reading through the Bible and reading through scripture, it's not a one-and-done thing. Yeah. In verse 11, it gives us, an, in addition to all those things, what else we can put on, and it lists out mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. But what I, my version says, tender-hearted mercy. <laughs> so I like how we've, he'll say something, but then give, like, but this kind, be, be thankful, but with joy, or however he's saying it. So give mercy, but tenderheartedly instead of, you deserve this, and I'm not going to do that. I'm doing this instead. I'm being merciful. Be thankful for that. Which is a good reminder when you're reading scripture to not always stop, like read a little bit further, which is why we were originally trying to stick with one verse. We just but can't. Here you got 8, 10, and 12 <laughs> because, again, it gives a little more context and oftentimes, scripture doesn't leave you hanging. So again, starting with what to take off, but then what to put on. All right, so that's the read section. Let's go with pray. So how can we pray through these three verses? Getting rid of things and putting things on. Yeah, so it's possible that you don't have an awareness of what you need to work on. So one thing you could do is pray for God to enlighten you on the list of things to take off, maybe where to start, or what you're... Uh, biggest struggle is. Mm -hmm. And then praying for help. Once you know what you need to work on, praying for help and removing and reducing that from your life. Mm -hmm. And you may have, you may check off all these boxes, anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, dirty language. Well, if you just don't talk or you think before (laughs) you talk, it's going to help you with slander and dirty language. That's going to help. So even just pausing, we've talked about pausing earlier in the episode. So pause and pray and is what I'm about to say. Yeah. Helpful, unhelpful, more towards God, less towards God. You know, Brooke. Tell me. What goes in usually comes out. Input determines output. It's a fact. So if you notice that you are a lot of these things, one idea, might apply, might not, is to take an inventory on what you are putting into your mind. Ooh. Violent music, violent things on social media, uh, anger. Gossip. Oh, yes. Are you surrounded by people that are also angry all the time? Mm, and or not, that talk poorly. Just, ugh, I feel gross yeah. <laughs> in the conversation. Yes. And so it doesn't mean you got to just get rid of everybody in your life and everything. But you might just... But also maybe. You might just pick <laughs> one part to start. Yeah. It, yeah. If this is the workplace, how can I really dial it back? Mm-hmm. How can I maybe not hang out with them after hours or... I can maybe keep to myself, or I've got some projects I've got to do. I'm going to time manage a little bit better there. Maybe take a day off because you got all your stuff done with all your good time management you have. Exactly. There are ways to kind of reshape without having to, well, I can't quit my job. We're not saying quit your job. We're saying revamp how you're doing it. Yeah. Play Jesus music at your desk. Mm -hmm. And when someone starts talking poorly, just turn it up. (laughs) This is my favorite song. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, I got to worship. Well done. I like that. So praying for those awareness, the awareness to come upon you, and then also have the guts to pray for help. <laughs> help me get rid of it. You know what I heard? Tell me. People are probably tired of me saying that. You Say know again. what I heard? Is often when you go to break a temptation, the temptation gets harder. Facts. And, of course, Satan wants you to stay stuck. So if you go to try to quit the thing, and you're like, wow... Now that I've decided to quit, it seems that much more tempting. Well, that is Satan at work, so be prepared for that and combat 
that with prayer. And we have our Atomic Habits mini-series if you need to look through it with that lens. Read, pray, talk. We're on talk. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about talk. Uh, Who are your friends? <laughs> and are they doing these things? And if it's people that you're stuck with, whether it's coworker, family, you cannot escape the situation. You can revamp how you're doing the situation. That might be helpful. And sometimes it takes some boldness because the gospel is offensive. It doesn't make sense to people of the world. So when you say, hey, please don't talk like that around me or that joke's inappropriate, I'm not, I'm not okay with that joke. Mm-hmm. You can say that and that's going to be like, Ugh, that might come as a shock. You might even get made fun of in that moment and just know that you're doing what God needs you to do and it's not always popular, but it is what's right. And most of the time, someone in that situation is glad you said it. Yep. You got to be the bold one. They're probably not going to say it in front of said other people, but they're like, oh, thank goodness someone finally said that. Yes. I also think that it's good to share your struggle with others and ask them how they, like, what do you do when you feel yourself getting angry? Mm -hmm. You know, do you slow your breathing down? Are you saying anything? 30 seconds away from the situation if it's something mm-hmm. that you could do that with. But getting some uh, advice from other believers and how they handle some of their struggles or, hey, you seem to really cultivate a lot of gentleness. Like when I think of you, like I think of gentleness. I'm sure you're thinking of me right now. Yes. Brooke, <laughs> most gentle, soft yeah. person I know. Yeah. Yeah. Like so that. how do you cultivate that? What's your secret? <laughs> I know you're not asking me right now. <laughs> no, that was an example of how to ask. People. So you can ask people you know will give the right answer. Mm-hmm. And if you're stuck in that situation, you could also go up to the angry person and say, Hey, I am really struggling with anger lately. Do you have any tips that you might use? And then, oh, look, reverse psychology. Ha <laughs> <laughs> I got you good. Anyway, multiple ways to talk through this. <laughs> yes. Read, pray, talk, tell. Yeah, so with with people and children, I like to give an alternative. Because oftentimes if you say not to do something, it's really hard mm-hmm. to just what? not do anything. Yeah. But what can I do instead? So with yep. my kids, as I mentioned, the way we're talking to others, I try to give them a phrase they could use in place of what they said. That one, conveys their feelings, communicates them, but then also is said in a gentle, kind, merciful way. Farron, earlier in the talk portion, you mentioned being bold and saying something to someone that if we need to stop or they need to stop or whatever, we can teach our kids that skill too. If we teach them young, then they'll be okay doing it. Maybe not okay doing it. It's going to be uncomfortable when you're out of your comfort zone, but they won't be afraid. They'll know the good that comes from it when they stand up. So that sounds a whole lot like bystander intervention, teaching your kids when something is wrong and you see it, you say it, okay? If you see something, you say something. That's what we say at our house. If someone is being ugly and you are aware of it and you see it happening, you are now the bystander in this in this incident. You need to go up and say, hey, we don't talk to people like that. That's ugly. And then walk the person out of the situation. Yeah, I think a good thing to teach kids too is no no means no and Mm -hmm. whether I mean that could look you know scaling up into teen years and beyond and body safety yeah but even my kids if they're poking fun at each other and they're kind of going back and forth I mean me and Jacob if 
giving each other a hard time was a love language, that would probably be our, our Man, love I remember language. you saying that in our love language <laughs> miniseries. Yes. <laughs> and so they've picked up on that, and man, they're funny. And sometimes they dish it out to us respectfully, but funny. But, you know, sometimes it starts to sting. And so when they're, when they're like, stop, you know, don't leave me alone enough, we have to make sure that the other kid recognizes that and stops. And they're always like, oh, it's just kidding. It's like, it doesn't matter. They said stop. Even tickling. You know, yep. the other night <laughs> I was tickling Tori. And she was like, has anyone ever died from tickling? And I Googled it and people have. What? Yes. So, guys, if Careful. they say to stop. Stop. Is it because it induces a heart attack or what? Asphyxiation was one of them. Oh, Lord, okay. Like not being able to catch your breath. Oh, geez. And then aneurysms maybe was oh, on there. wow. I don't know if those are underlying conditions. Point is... Yes, aneurysms there. It's like a ticking time bomb and then it explodes. At some point, you don't know when <laughs> will happen. Could be during tickling. <laughs> oh. Anywho, just stop means stop. And that's a good life skill mm-hmm. to respect and then have them practice respecting for others. Yes, there were times, again, back at the teaching high school days having to help kind of protect girls a little bit, I would say no means no, not try harder. Mm-hmm. And it did a really good job of shutting the boys up yeah. and the girls being like, thank you. Yeah. So you can use that one too for older kids. No means no, not try harder. Stop means stop, period. Mm-hmm. So even if you have those phrases, that will teach them later on. I remember, um, again, just providing an alternative uh, at my parents' house, my kids, when they were younger, they wanted to climb on the stairs because the house we lived in at the time did not have stairs. And what toddler does not want to climb exactly. the stairs? And so different times, you know, I would tell them no, but then I would say, here are these toys, or do you want to go outside? I'd provide an alternative. And one time my mom had kind of said, it feels like you're just giving them something they want and not teaching them to listen when you said say no. And... I appreciated that feedback and I just explained to her that I'm saying this is not acceptable but here is an acceptable alternative Mm -hmm. otherwise I'm not going to change their mind (laughs) I'm not changing their mind especially developmentally they can't rationalize so you have to help guide them with that so that's also just a developmental thing especially with the young ones yeah and so I think when you are feeling angry and you're about to explode providing kids with an alternative whether it's go outside and kick the ball against the fence or that was me. I was that kid. <laughs> yes that did feel good just to, to kick, kick it ball. as hard as you can yeah um so a healthy way to release anger because we definitely don't want to per se bottle it up or anything like that mm-hmm. so healthy alternatives and I like what you just said about rationalizing it goes back to capturing your thought early mm-hmm. if you try to stop yourself from your wrath and anger when you're exploding, good luck. <laughs> that's, you're 18 steps too far. <laughs> that's probably just going to have to run its course. But it's trying to catch yourself at the first signs mm-hmm. that this is headed down that path. And that takes practice. And lots of reflection. Yep. Like, I should have stopped when. Kind of, oh man, we just had Easter. Mm-hmm. I ate so much. And I can tell you what serving of what I should have stopped at. <laughs> and then I was just miserable. Full of regrets. Yeah. Oh, perforated stomach. Probably. Anyway, that sounds like a lovely time to say good luck, everyone, with your anger and wrath. I just need to know if perforated stomach is going to be on the social media. Uh, Which, by the way... Maybe I'll just do like a dotted line across. Yes, guys. Fun fact about the podcast. 
We have social media pages. We sure do. And if you don't follow Witty and Gritty on your favorite social platform, that's sad. Because you miss out on some <laughs> amazing infographics created by the one and only Brooke Collier. Thanks, Farron. That was really nice to read. It, yeah, if you're ever like, man, I wish I had some like cool notes to take that were already kind of made, go to our Instagram and save <laughs> all the images plus the funny ones like perforated stomach. You never know. That might be. <laughs> if you know, be. you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that could show up on our Instagram page. Uh, you know, Farron, one time you were like, I hope there's garden imagery in this. And so then I made a graphic that just said, I hope there's garden imagery in this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With a garden tool. <laughs> yes. So if you listen to the episode and you follow on Instagram or Facebook or Pinterest or, or, or then you'll get all the inside jokes. Our humor follows. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right. See you next week. Bye.